Let's talk some more earnings, taking another look at Under Armour. Up big on a down day for the market. UA, 4.5% before the break. That's a big bounce. Let's get into the numbers. Amanda Lai is back with us, Senior Manager at McMillan Doolittle, covering retail. Uh, Amanda, great to have you back on the show. So what stands out to you from this report? Hey, Oliver, always a pleasure. Uh, yeah, this morning, Under Armour released their second quarter earnings. Revenue was up 91%, wholesale was up 157%. E-commerce took a little bit of a dip, but that was offset by some of their own store and operated store sales, uh, just reflecting the trend of consumers going back to in-person shopping. So overall, a great quarter for Under Armour. Um, I think analysts were previously skeptical of their long-term potential just because of supply chain issues, the, the situation politically with China, um, their overall slow you know, direct-to-consumer focus and, and lack of focus on athleisure. But over the years, they've been undergoing this uh, transformation journey under their CEO, Patrick Frisk, and, and we're starting to see those results and, and continued momentum after a strong first and second quarter. It's pretty amazing to see some of these numbers uh, on the top line. Uh, I mean, nearing almost double what they were a year ago. Uh, if you look outside the U.S., some of the ex-U.S. numbers were double. So how important is that, the Under Armour uh, catching on around the world and seeing bigger gains there? Because we did see uh, a 100% plus uh, for EMEA as opposed to the North America, which was you know, 80 90%, depending on how you measure. But elsewhere it was even bigger. What's the relevance of that? Uh, the international market is going to be a key target for Under Armour. Uh, you know, China continues to be one of the biggest opportunities. Uh, they're performing well due to just strong pricing and also just the, the currency exchange is favorable for the brand. So uh, it'll continue to be top of mind for, for Under Armour and all the other athletic and footwear brands. You mentioned the uh, CEO, uh, uh, Patrick Frisk, and uh, there's uh, been some volatility around the accounting and the financials of this company in the last two years. Are there skeletons in the closet? Do we have all the information in front of us? What's the status of uh, Under Armour's, uh, the restructuring charges that they've been taking along the way here? Yes, Under Armour has been doing some restructuring on the back end, um, certainly trying to, to pull together a turnaround. I think for the near term, um, in terms of people that are investing, we'll see some benefits um, continuing through the year end. Long term will really be uh, the, the true test and seeing how well they can fend off some of the other competitors, Nike, Lulu, Foot Locker, all making aggressive moves, um, especially as the country's reopening and, and there's you know wallets and dollars up for grabs as consumers are, are trying to uh, you know restock and, and get back out in the world. Foot Locker. So we'll, have, we'll have to see. In the, in, the near, in the near term, they'll continue to benefit with some of this um, short-term momentum through year-end. As you mentioned, the competition, Foot Locker uh, buys WSS, a uh, billion-dollar deal. Does that uh, heat up the competition for shoes? And how important is the shoe business for Under Armour? Because a couple years ago, it wasn't so hot. It seems to be picking up now. Right, with the sponsorships with Steph Curry, um, with just the growth of the category overall, um, currently right now, especially as uh, you know, the majority of consumers said they're going to increase their footwear purchases for the rest of the year, uh, it is an opportunity for growth, um, but certainly one that is marked with a lot of competition. Uh, Nike, um, you know, they're still trying to offload their Reebok assets. Uh, and, and Foot Locker, as you mentioned, is making significant moves to, to fend off of these uh, brands and, and, and focus more on their digital footprint as well as their, their store reach through these acquisitions. So uh, it'll certainly be interesting to keep an eye on Foot Locker and what some of these other competitors are doing to try to, to, to stay competitive in this field. 
One of the things that I think people were worried about, uh, as you mentioned at the top of our conversation, the return to office and what that might mean. Does this earnings report um, put to bed the concerns that Under Armour or retail as a whole, or athletic of retail rather, uh, is not going to be a COVID-specific trade? I think for the near term, it'll continue to just ride up the trends. There is the overall increased focus on fitness and wellness um, as the pandemic still rages on. Uh, we'll see some benefits from back to school shopping. The resumption of school sports will be a huge opportunity, both from personal consumer shopping, but also more wholesale and, and um, academics um, investing. And then uh, soon after that, you'll run into the holiday season where brands like Nike and Lulu are you know, highly coveted and well-received gifts. So just throughout, through the rest of the year, We'll, we'll see some benefits, but um, beyond that, it's, that's when it gets uh, real and the, and the long-term strategy will really come into play. Lulu has been running wild. Let's close on that note at $405. Uh, the stock is at an all-time high. Are we going to, uh, I mean, look, we had earnings just uh, uh, about a, a month and a half ago in Lulu, so apparently that was good enough. Are we looking for potential like breakaway for Under Armour and the related peers in this sector? Um, we'll have to see how it pans out. Um, Lulu has certainly differentiated itself with its own strategy. It's you know targeted a lot of the mail market, um, and, you know, and continued to grow with its digital investments in Mir. So it's certainly carving out a space for itself. Um, so you know, all, it's forcing all these other players to, to react and, and make investments and, and invest in digital. And, and, and in the case of Under Armour, for example, uh, you know, its own connected footwear technology and the corresponding app. So uh, certainly creating a lot of competition here. All right. So people still trying to catch. Alulu, Amanda, thanks for the details on the earnings. Appreciate it. Great. Thank you. Amanda Lai, Senior Manager at McMillan Doolittle. Under Armour numbers looking pretty good. Maybe not a COVID play after all. App Leisure can make its way into the incoming workforce regime, potentially, unless you're an anchor on TV, in which case, still got to do the suit.